previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And that's what these hockey players did for like a summer job or something? Well, they did it, but through their connections and to my friends that went up there, they got me the job. But it was kind of the previous year they were pumping it up like, oh, you guys should come up and work in Alaska in the summer. You can make a lot of money and all that. So two guys did it. And then the next year, a couple more of us went and did it. So. And you were in a tent on the beach. Why? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's good. I, I don't know that I have a great answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Crazy week. Crazy week. For both of us. <sighs> Crazy. So, Littles, let's get the schedule out of here right away. <laughs> this might be it for the week. We're not sure yet, but I have a paper tech in the morning. I literally then run to the airport, fly out Wednesday night. I rehearse Thursday morning, yeah. and then <laughs> that night I do a show, yep. and then I come back Friday, and we usually drop Saturday morning, so I don't know if that's really going to happen. Maybe we'll get a show out over the weekend at some yeah. point, but I like to stay consistent on when we drop, if possible, right? because that seems to have been working out for us, but uh-huh. so we'll see. So that's the schedule. Yep. I wish TK would do that more often. I know. You know? I right know. at the top. Get it out of the way. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yep. But that's okay. You've got plenty of episodes to catch up on, I, I probably bet, and yeah. <laughs> We didn't even get into Roxy. Roxy, what do you got going on? I, I can't even describe it. I just have all the things happening all at the same time. You have and a big audition. I Yes, and I feel like I might have bit off a little more than I could chew this week. <laughs> but as long as I could get it all <laughs> down, like then we'll be good. And is that a that's what she said? Maybe. Oh, I, didn't, I wasn't we'll even paying see. attention. I was trying to think of where we were going to go next <laughs> with this episode. Well, no, because I wanted to talk a little bit about, I, I thought that show... Uh, would be good. I'm not reaching out to Little, so we. I'm going to be in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna full disclosure. That's where I'm gonna be. It's literally in and out. Don't say it, Roxy. Um, <laughs> literally flying in, teching, doing the show, going back to the hotel, waking up in the morning, flying out. Do so, they have In and Out Burger out there? Speaking no, of In and Out, <laughs> I don't think so. I wish they did. Uh-huh. I don't think so. Okay, Indiana peeps, you can <laughs> reply to that. But in all serious, it's actually it's a show. It's a one woman show, and it's called All Things Equal. Uh huh. And it's about the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. And uh, we don't like to go into politics here, but that's... I mean, I have no idea what this is about other it's than it's, I guess, her life. <laughs> well, so. I mean, she was on the Supreme Court. Well, yeah, yeah. Of course, we all yeah. know who she is. Right. And it looks really good. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's why I'm not really pushing it too much. I mean, if you're in Bloomington and you want to buy, you know, you want to come, that's on you. Just don't yell too many lechizeries and throw me off because it's literally the first time I'm going to be doing the show. And only time. And only time. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Our lives are crazy. Littles, I can't even begin to tell you sometimes the gigs we get. This kind of happened to me with that award ceremony. Yeah, yeah. um, When we were honoring, not Dionne Warwick, she was presenting. It was uh, Lena Horne. That's who the event was for. Mm -hmm. And I literally rehearsed that day you basically don't even get a run through of that no. and it's just boom. And yeah. it's, I know it's, and that it's, was wild. Cause people were dropping out that were supposed to perform yeah. at it. They did the rehearsal and, and then, then they, they said, said I'm oh, not I'm feeling sick. well, <laughs> so I'm going to leave. And it wasn't because of me. I swear. No, no, uh, but there were yeah. other things going on, but I will say Jared Grimes was definitely there that he night. Was and he was definitely, definitely there. Yes. <laughs> that's the, actually that's the night I met him. For wow. The first full time. circle moment here. <laughs> right. I love that. Should I say eat it, Sid? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, there you go. I don't know if she's listening. Probably not. <laughs> we have an email to open. This was really nice. This is from Bill Isaacson, episode 60. We haven't heard from him in a while. Hi, Bill. This was really nice. He just heard, he goes, number I just heard, 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode three. <laughs> and 90% of those that make it that far don't make it past episode 20. Ooh. Congratulations. 
That's all it says. Top 10, baby. Top 10. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Roxy, this is 224. Our next episode is this 225. Is I, I, I can't believe that. It's amazing. So, you know, it's so much that Littles are actually writing in now and they're uh, requesting, requesting number. numbers, <laughs> you know, because some of them are so far away. I'm like, I know. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. I mean, well, we don't even know if we'll be around then. But I know. You know I, I mean, mean hopefully, there were some good numbers that just we just hit two, three, four. Or no, that's coming up. Two, three, four. Yeah. But we had two, two, two. Uh-huh. Uh, that was fun. You know what? But no one's requested two, two, seven. Do you remember that show? Two, two, seven. That was the name of the show, I think. Was it? Marla Gibbs. No. She Who? Said, she was the <laughs> the Jefferson's maid. Oh. I think I got the right person. Littles. I'm sure I'll be corrected if I don't. Wait, was so. that the show? I thought there was a show growing up. I thought I think it, it was 227. Yeah. I guess that doesn't really have that much significance now, so no one cares about was that number. Was there a character on it named Tutu? I don't remember. Because I thought there was, I thought the Jefferson's, what's his name? I can't think straight littles. Okay. George Jefferson. Yeah. I thought he was in another show and I thought his name was Tutu, but uh, I, I don't think that's well, accurate. He was in a show after that called Amen, I believe. Probably that's what um, I'm thinking of. I'm but trying to think what else. I don't know it's where. Sherman I, Hemsley, I think is his name. I don't think I got, I don't know where I got the Tutu from. Like a person's name was Tutu. Well, and maybe I thought it was, it was funny because I was like into ballet and tap at the time and, well, maybe you it know, was getting started. Twicky, maybe. Mm, How's that for a segue? No, but good job. Okay. Just get me off of this. Okay. Well. All right, so I did a little bit of a deep dive because everyone was correcting me because I thought it was Twiggy. Okay, I'm not the only one, okay? But I did do a deep dive, Twiggy, from the show Buck Rogers. And mm-hmm. Twiggy is actually, it says, it says right here in parentheses, pronounced Tweaky. Tweaky. So I've, I've been saying it wrong. Tweaky is how it's pronounced. Is a robot sometimes referred to as an ambuquad. I think that's how you say it. Which refers to the, a specialized series of robots made for work in space mines and used as ambulatory transportation for their quad superiors slash partners. Built by an ambuquad facility in New Chicago, his name Tweaky, is how I'm supposed to say it, is derived from the robot's alphanumeric designation, <laughs> TWKE 4. His serial number is N22 23 T. Oh my gosh. How's that for you, space nerds? Okay. Someone isn't going to like that. Due to Buck Rogers' 20th century terminologies and references and his treatment of Tweaky as a friend rather than a servant, Tweaky has emulated Buck's sense of humor. Tweaky has been known to ask others, such as Commander Roko Space Vampire, to give me five. Tweaky sense of humor also includes threats of tweaking someone, parentheses, <laughs> which is pinching them with his metallic pincher hands if they annoy him. <laughs> What a bummer. So uh, there was also, I read some stuff in the chat rooms on this article. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, no, no, it's Twiggy. I swear, that's what they wrote. T-W-I-G-G-Y. And it, that's what it sounds like. Right. When, sometimes when they say it. Now, I was pronouncing it wrong when I said Twiggy. It's Tweaky. But it sounds like um, everyone was pronouncing it wrong. Well, not everyone. But even Tiny Chuck wrote to me and he said, you mean Twiggy, right? And I was like, <laughs> uh, nope, I don't. I, I mean, Tweaky. I did it tweak, right. Tweak. Anyway, as you can tell from the sound clips, it is definitely Mel Blanc as the voice of, of Tweaky, as you're supposed to say it, which is just amazing. I just I love that stuff. So um, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was Twiggy and I was corrected. So and I think a lot of people thought it was Twiggy, but it's not. It's Tweaky. Tweaky. There you go. All right. Then real quick before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, which is a lot of fun today. Yes. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we have. Let's just go over the save the date. Jingle Fest 8. Returns to the DMV June 24th, 2022. This is a save the date slash thank you because the Kickstarter has been funded. So give yourselves a round of applause, Littles, uh, for all those of you who helped 
fund that mm-hmm. Kickstarter, and hopefully Jerry will put the money to good use, however he uses it, and we'll have a good time because oh, yeah. we're planning on hopefully getting down there. Oh, you yeah. Know, Obviously, things change, you know. Drastically. I, by the way, for did us. I mention that this call for the show I'm about to leave for was like three days ago? Yeah. I mean, that's literally how quick this turned around yeah. for me. So, hopefully, nothing like that will come up and we will plan to be at Jingle Fest, which we are very excited about. But, and then also, let's, let's give a quick plug. Let's not forget August 5th, Summer of Littles 5. And if you want any information for that, go to summeroflittles.com. And then September 5th is La Cheeserie Night for yeah. the Syracuse Mets. So let's not forget about that. We have mm-hmm. to get a beer snake going that night in the uh, stands for that. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. Mom and Dad Roxy might be there too. What? Yeah. Wait, I didn't you know, didn't that? know that? No. They might be taking a trip. They're going to take a road trip? They might. Wow. I had no idea. I thought you knew that. I had no idea. I that wasn't supposed to be a surprise. Uh, well, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. We've got a great Meet the Littles guest. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, everyone. This is Maurice from D.C. And if you know me, you can call me Mo. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by a group called Bonfire Falls, and this song is called Lifelines. Now, if you like what you hear, the best place to hear all their stuff is over on Bandcamp. Just head on over to bonfirefalls.bandcamp.com. That is B-O-N-F-I-R-E-F-A-L-L-S.bandcamp.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Lifelines, at the end of the podcast. This is the one that fills your heart with joy. This is the one that blows your child to sleep. This is the one that makes it all make sense. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy. Chuck. Uh, a new one that threw me for a loop. Uh-huh. I'm excited to have him on the podcast because I thought this one wasn't going to happen for years. Oh, really? Or at least months. Okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say months. Okay. But we got him. Please welcome to the podcast, Andy Lucidge. Hey, Andy, how's it going? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Now, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. You're the one that lives in your parents' basement, right? Sort no, of. not uh, <laughs> and more so my high school bedroom. But yes, it's, it's pretty much the equivalent. There's a little bit more light. Okay. Well, I want to. I, I want a direct quote. I don't want to get this wrong. This is what the email said. Quote: My Chuck and Roxy show number is pending mainly because I really want to avoid being interviewed when unemployed and living in my parents' home. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't have yep. said basement, but yeah, uh, yeah, that but, is one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're glad you wanted to rip the bandaid off and come yeah, right and on. Just join so, us. Yep. As you know, we know you're a loyal listener, so thank you for that. We'll just let you take it over. Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. 
Sure. Andy Lucidge, the best way to describe myself is 39 and, and bounced around the West Coast quite a bit. So I've lived in Oregon, Washington, California, and Arizona. Most of that time in Arizona, I, I kind of refer to myself as a desert rat or like, because I grew up in my most adult memories coming of age are in Arizona. And I have a couple of Scottsdale stories with Will Bond and everything of that nature. So yeah, so I was going to college uh, at the University of Oregon and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I knew that I wanted to leave Oregon and I started writing a lot. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause you grow up here. I can actually see it right now, but I live in a town called McMinnville, Oregon. It's 36 miles outside of Portland and I can see the Spruce Goose Museum. So it's the museum that has all of Howard Hughes's planes, including the largest plane that ever flew or however they describe that. So Really random, really random town. It has some history, but it's just a small town. So going to college at the University of Oregon, didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I ended up majoring in my favorite subject, which was geography. Mm-hmm. And this is where Chuck and Roxy will get excited, is that I didn't know what to write about, but I was really into baseball at the time. So I started writing about the globalization of the New York Yankees. So that touches on media markets, holding companies, television rights payroll, everything of that nature. And I was just, I was so enthralled. And actually at the time I was reading, when I first started this in Denver, I started reading, I was reading Buster Olney's book Mm -hmm. called The Last Night of the Yankee Dynasty. And it goes through like the history of that last Yankees team that played the Arizona Diamondbacks for uh, in the World Series and lost on that that last pitch to Luis Gonzalez. So anyways, I was reading all about, yeah, no, it was (laughs) was incredible. You might not know this. I've referred to that book because I have a personalized copy signed to me from Buster Only. Mm -hmm. It was the greatest secret Santa gift I've ever gotten in my entire life. You know, that book is not talked about enough. I yeah. That's my real opinion. It's so well done and like Buster being on the show and everything. No, that's a great gift. That's an incredible Amazing. gift. Amazing. Well, no you're going to laugh. His cousin was my secret Santa. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't even know I, this person I knew am, who Buster I am going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, talk about the small world story. Yeah. We were in the office one day. She was our company manager for our tour that I was on. And mm-hmm. she just overheard a couple of the dudes talking sports. And she's like, were you just talking about Buster only? We we're like. Yeah. And she's like, that's my yeah. cousin. And I was like, what? Yeah, she grew up on the farm with him up, up in Vermont. And I'm like, what? So she somehow figured this out. Then fast forward like two months later in the tour, it was around, it was Secret Santa time. So she literally sure. called her cousin. She got two of his books. Signed. And, he, and the one, the Yankees one specifically, it says, so I hear you're a Red Sox fan. Well, you obviously, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's like, but you must have to respect the Yankees dynasty of this time. And it's great. It was amazing. And I tweeted at him. This is back when I didn't even really use Twitter. Right. And I'm sure he never right. saw it, but it was, it was amazing. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning. It just weaves all these stories so perfectly together back in time. You know, how Roger Clemens ended up on the Yankees, how all these people ended up on the Yankees and why they were there. George Steinbrenner. It was so it was just a great book. And so I sort of used that as a jumping off point to write about the Yankees a lot in geography, which is kind of awkward. And some of my professors were like, what? Because they didn't, you know, they weren't they weren't really into baseball. And I wasn't a Yankees fan. That was the other thing. I was just like fascinated by their payroll, basically. Yeah. Yeah championships um so i got this degree in geography and i'm about to graduate and my friend goes what are you doing after graduation and i go well i'm getting the hell out of oregon 
And he's like, do you have any plans? I said, no. He's like, well, my grandma just died and, and left me a beach house in in California. And I go, well, and I guess I'm moving to California. <laughs> like as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, so that house was in a town called Cayucas, California, which is very close to San Luis Obispo, California. Uh-huh. And there's not like a ton of jobs there, but there is that college university. It's a very famous university. John Madden went there yep. called Cal Poly. And so I applied to be and was hired to be the media relations assistant for the athletic department. So like an SID type role, but it kind of worked out because I'd just written about the Yankees a ton and I had a kind of a sportsy background in high school. My first job was a paid football coach. So I understood a lot of these just basic concepts, you know, it's a minimum wage job and working more than 40 hours a week. So. But that was my start into it spun out into like a public relations career and public relations was something that I was probably always bound to do. And I spent some time and I came back to Portland for a little bit because the girl I loved in college called me and said that she was single now. And I was like, well, I guess I'm moving to Portland now. (laughs) (laughs) This is all for circling. Now we're kind of getting to the idea. Okay, now I get why he's still living with his parents. Okay, it's it's coming all together now. It's coming all together. Thank you. Yeah, that that actually, I'm seeing a pattern too. And then (laughs) 2009 rolled around and there were no jobs for the people who had just graduated from college. So I moved to... Uh, my friend called me, and obviously I'd broken up with this woman. And uh, uh, Obviously, right. <laughs> obviously. We're not still together. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, and uh, my friend called me. You know, I'm unemployed, uh, shockingly, again, in 2009. And he called me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, ah, nothing. I'm living at my parents' house. And he goes, I have a room for you to live in, and I have a job that I think you can get. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm moving to Phoenix, Arizona. So in 2009, uh, I loaded everything up in my car and, you know, made my life in Phoenix, Arizona for the 12 years and loved every single second of it. My first house cost $50,000 right in the middle of downtown Phoenix. And it was incredible. And I worked there, public relations for like a decade. And then I kind of felt like I maximized my career there. And an agency from Boston called me. And we got in touch and they said, hey, do you want to be part of the Portland office? I'm like, well, I actually have some familiarity with Portland. So I came back to Portland and then I worked there for a year. And then the tech industry kind of came. I mostly have worked in tech PR and the tech industry kind of tanked. So now I am chilling in my high school bedroom in McMinnville, Oregon. (laughs) Chilling is good. (laughs) Now I've got so many things to go back to. Now, first of all, I I don't know why you're dissing so much in Portland. I mean, you got your voodoo donuts. Roxy, you've never been there, right? I have not. I love, I've played Portland like at least four or five times. Mm-hmm. It's always a good time. Sure. Now we're only there for like a week or two at a time. So right. I get to leave. But yeah. now what was the name of the, I don't think they're there anymore. The minor league baseball team. The minor league. Oh, well, they were the Beavers. The Beavers. Uh, yeah. When I was in college. Yep. But now there's the Pickles, which has a huge following. Ah, um, there's, okay. there's some sort of like wood bat league. I'm not really sure, but they are actually in the city of Portland and people love them. They love their social media account. They love their gear, Portland pickles. And, um, and there's name, another, really, but... it, it is, no, it, it, it's great. Their social media is insane. And then there is a, I think it's a single area or maybe it's a double A team in, uh, Hillsboro, which is like a large suburb. It's where near Nike and near Intel for the Hillsboro hops. And so the Beavers are gone with the resurgence of the soccer team or the 
the soccer team took over and kicked them out of their stadium in downtown Portland, the Portland Timbers, which are very fun games if anyone is in Portland. Yeah, no, I remember the stadium was pretty nice too. Uh, I only went there yeah, once. Yeah, the stadium but was amazing. Yeah, the Beavers. Yeah. They were the Beavers. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yep, they were uh, $5 beer nights on Thursday when I was a college kid. That was, that oh, was nice. the greatest deal of my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, um, I yeah. still remember it. <laughs> and then you also have the the, gar- the Rose Garden, right? That's popular. Yeah, so that's it's uh, corporate America being what it is. It's now called the Moda Center. Um, uh, but yes, so... The only interesting story I have about the Moda Center, obviously I've been to a million, not a million, but a lot of Blazers games in my life. And I was at the very first one, the very first preseason game in like 1993. And the game was delayed because they weren't done putting the seats in. Oh and the seats for the very, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the game was delayed. And like, it was a big deal to go to Portland and be there for the first game. And not only were the seats not done, the seats were not done in this particular section that we were sitting in. Like they were actually like bolting them in for the final before the final tip off. And then the owner of the team, Paul Allen, was actually in the section like waiting for us to get our seats. I'm like in, you know, third grade or whatever. And right. he walked right by me and I was like, oh, my God, that's Paul Allen. <laughs> You know, Microsoft money, Paul Allen. And yeah, he was like waiting on our section. And I think the game was about an hour late. But yeah, that right. Rose Garden's a lovely, it's a lovely facility for basketball. It still is in pretty good shape, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, for for what year it was more made. Yeah. And then what's the theater? Keller? Is that right? Keller Auditorium? Keller is the touring place. Somebody, I was talking with this about someone the other day. They were trying to explain to me that Keller is where you go if you're a touring play. And then there's a yeah. local... I don't know, acting scene. I know that you would know the terminology better than me, but I had never heard of the particular theater. It was called like Starlight Theater or something like oh, that. Okay, but yeah. It's yeah a, if you're... So that's a regional house. And then Keller okay. would be like the, the touring, touring house, house, they call it. Yeah. Right. So. Like they got Pretty Woman and Hamilton and, and, yeah. and all these things that happened, you know, relatively recently. Yeah, right. sure. Yep. All right, real quick before we take a break, I have to go back to your college. Did you have to do a presentation on this? So you were a geography major, but you were talking about the New York Yankees, that thing. Because I had a similar thing. I took a psychology class. I don't even remember what I, how I pulled this out of my butt, but (laughs) I did this. We all had to do like these presentations in front of the class. And I don't even know how I related this to psychology, but it was one of Mm -hmm. these things where I got to just splice together like five movie examples. Okay. And I played them for the students and I didn't tell them anything about it. I just had them watch these movie clips. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then somehow I tied it into, I found these mistakes. I'm big on that. I like finding editing mistakes. (laughs) Okay. In movies. Mm -hmm. And some of them are so bad. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you'll see a wristwatch in like BC time and stuff like that, you know? Right. But anyway, and I remember the one I specifically use because it's one of my favorite movies, Stripes with Bill Murray. (laughs) Uh, There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of screw ups in that. (laughs) And right. literally, I'll never forget, I finished the presentation, took the notes, and this, this girl in the class raised her hand. She was like, what was your topic again? <laughs> and that's what your thing reminded me of. And I was like, I didn't even know how to explain it. I'm like, I honestly, I don't know how I pulled this off and let the teacher let me do this. Because yeah. I was like, to me, it has nothing to do with the topics we're discussing in class. But I think she just felt sorry for me, and she didn't want me to have to repeat the class and just oh like get out of my hair. So yeah, do whatever you want. Wow. So It sounds like yeah. that's kind of um, what you did. Uh, well, there, okay. So I have two things. Yes. I'm not disagreeing with you on any level. There were two, there are two things that I would add is like the university of Oregon is a very, it's known for it's like liberal kind of vibe on campus, bunch of hippies and pre-fontaine. 
<laughs> and that was fine. I enjoyed that element of it. Um, but the, the geography professors, which was a great, I mean, I ended up there kind of by accident. I just majored in my favorite subject, as I said. But the geography professors let me research whatever. I mean, it was a social geography track and an environmental geography track. And globalization is this large concept, right? And I was like, well, which team represents that the best? Yeah. It's obviously the Yankees. And I can't remember who the Japanese player was on the team. Godzilla was on the team at that time. So there Matsu- was a whole... Po- Matsui? Yeah, Matsui. Yeah. Matsui, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so there became this whole international component sure. of like Japanese tourism. There was like one chapter to write about. So every class I would take, I would try and somehow just build that story out a little bit more, which my mortal enemy was one of the professors at University of Oregon. <laughs> and he was doing his doctoral research on one of the premier soccer clubs Uh and he hated that I had like somehow co-opted his idea and he had some ridiculous name like Cooper Arborgast or something like that and I just (laughs) and like he just he's like oh you again so yes it it was kind of like you can do this but you better make it good and he finally, I graduated, so it's fine. Good. Gotcha. Good. Excellent. All we're All right. in the end. Well, listen, we've got so much more to get into. I mean, for someone who lives with his parents, you got a lot to say. Oh, so yeah, we're excited. Great. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, we are so lucky to have Andy with us. Yeah. Now, as the Littles know, we always say when we take a break, we take a break. And I should just keep it recording. I know. I should just keep it recording. Someday I'll learn. But we started getting into some of his, this is the highlight of his day because he's unemployed. (laughs) (laughs) And we got into that. And I jokingly said, hey, are your parents going to come on the podcast? And you were like, well, I could call them and stuff. But go into all that, what you were just telling us that story. So what I was saying is that, like, when I started listening to Tony in 2009, you know, I had moved out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I come back one summer. It was in the middle of the pandemic. I just needed to get out of Arizona because it was boiling hot. And all the coffee shops on my street had shut down. And that was the one thing I did to keep sane every morning was mm-hmm. go to coffee. Uh-huh. And right. like, take my dog. So I walked and like when there was like a slew of people getting infected on that particular street, Roosevelt Row in Phoenix, Arizona. So I was like, I just got to get out of here. So we packed up the dogs and we came to my parents' house in, in Oregon. And I was like, great, uh, we can go to Bell's Up Winery. And my parents are like, what is Bell's Up Winery? Who are these people? What do you mean? What is a podcast? Uh, so uh, there, so we made the reservation, talked to Dave. I had never, when I moved out of Oregon, that was not a winery. That particular plot of land was not a winery. And so I remember it. It's not 10 minutes from where I grew up. Anyways, so we go there and, you know, we have these like little lachiserie moments and it's good to meet another little, especially in the middle of the pandemic where you're just not, you're just not seeing as many people. I'm a pretty social guy. So that was really hard on me. But yeah, so my parents got a crash course in the sort of ecosystem of Tony and and the Littles. And then they had been 10 minutes from each other, Dave Spector. And um, my parents had plenty to talk about because my parents are tangentially involved in the wine industry. And now there's something like 200 vineyards in this particular region, like within a stone's throw away. So yeah, it was Dave. I've been back to see Dave and 
chat with him from time to time, especially when one of us gets mentioned on the podcast. But yeah. great guy, great experience. It was it felt really therapeutic to have that experience and be like, oh, no, I'm from here. And it was just incredible. Incredible. And that's where my parents got the crash course. They didn't know what a podcast was until that moment. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. And when you said it, I kind of assumed it was like a Summer of Littles event. Yeah. But you're just saying you just went there. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, for those who haven't been there, it's, there's two different kinds of wineries. And I only know this because I grew up in this part of the country. There's the kind that you can buy in the grocery store. And they also have a tasting room. And, yeah. and it's probably like this around the rest of the country as well. But there are some people out here who have 12 acres or they have smaller track of land. And Dave and Sarah's Bells Up Winery is where you can just get it at the actual winery. You'll never get it in a store because they don't make that much. So like when you send an email, can I get a reservation? It's Dave and Sarah responding like, yeah, yeah. you get a reservation. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's a really cool operation. There's a couple out here like that, but obviously Bells Up is my favorite. Yeah, and when you call, it's them. Yeah. It's usually They're Sarah, amazing. I guess. It's them. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's them. I was dating a girl who was in the wine business. This is relatively recently. And she said, hey, there's this special type of wine. I don't even remember what it's called. And she said that there's only one winery doing it in the whole Willamette Valley because it's some sort of like hybrid wine or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, oh, oh well, what is it? And she goes, oh, well, it's Bells Up Winery. It's in Newburgh. And I'm like, yeah, I know them. <laughs> so, Some might so, call that a David Aldridge uh, woman. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I send him a message and I say, hey, can we get a reservation? And he's like, absolutely. And then we were going to back it up to a concert. And so it's going to be a full on day. Well, as the dating world goes in 2022 or whatever, like we didn't make it to that particular date. So another girl that I, you know, still liked and everything like that. And I was like, hey, Dave, don't mention that fancy kind of wine that we were talking about. And he's like, fine. I was like, because I was bringing somebody else. And he's like, got it. No, he was never mentioned another word of it. He really went along with me on that journey. That is awesome. I love See, so <laughs> while we're here, let's just give the, the plug. Well, we, we're happy to do it. At Bells Up Winery on Twitter. Yep. BellsUpWinery.com. Yep. He'll even be involved if you need a, a backup dating, whatever. Story. They're yeah. there for you. They are right. always, they're, they're, they're always there for you. They're always there for you. He's a professional. He'll go with the flow. He's seen it all before. Excellent. That's great to know. I have a similar story where I bought tickets for a production of Evita, promised a girl that I really liked that I was going to go in college, and then that didn't work out, and I started dating someone else, and I took her. She was so – she was pissed. Yeah? Well, I was like, what did you I mean, expect? Like, I mean, you had to use the tickets, I guess. Well, I'm dating, yeah. I'm dating someone new, and I'm like – and she was also into theater, obviously, uh-huh. music you know, major. And I'm like, what, what did you expect? I'm just going to like yeah. tell my new girlfriend like, oh, but months ago or year. Oh, the ex was mad that you didn't take well, her. Well, here's the thing. She wasn't even an ex. Oh, it was one I, of those. Yeah. It was just someone what that was, quote, interested in I me. I was very, she knew I, I was they, way into her. I think the kids call that a situationship now. A which situationship. I'm still trying to figure out what that exactly <laughs> I, means. I, I, you know, it's, it's probably more just a gray area of dating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never heard that yeah, before. It's a, a situationship. Uh-huh. Oh, it's a, it's a thing. It's, yeah. it's a thing. Holy sure. crap. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I was like, what, what did you expect? Like, I'm just going to tell my current girlfriend, oh, by the way, I'm going out nine months ago, person. I got tickets to go see a Broadway show. This was on tour. Yeah. This was not 
in New York City or anything. And I just said, it's not, so it's not like we went to, you know, we were going to New York for a weekend. It's getaway. not like you going sure. to Hamilton without a certain. All right. Anyway, someone. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to see it finally. I okay. did. I did. Andy, back to you. We have to get into So your TK fandom, we kind of already brushed upon that, but you said you bumped into Will Bond maybe in Arizona. What's all that about? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, Wilbon talks about Scottsdale and it hurts my soul because I miss it so much. Uh-huh. And he talks about Phoenix and I, I definitely ran into him and I didn't know what to say because I don't want to bother anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a line on TK's podcast where he once said that nobody enjoys his life or his fame more than <laughs> Michael Wilbon. And watching him... I happened to have good seats at a Suns game one day. It was like an afternoon Suns game. And he was just like right there walking around the court, talking to everyone, wearing his man purse that has, I don't know if they call it, a, maybe a satchel. But like <laughs> nobody, nobody looks like they're having a better time. And some of the restaurants that he mentions and some of the people that he, he mentions on the pod, yeah, it brings me back home. I definitely had a run in Charles Barkley in Philadelphia. Oh. I was at the, uh, just like Cam, uh, was saying that he and his buddies always watch the Army Navy game. Yep. And well, or they went last year. Well, I always go too. And oh. um, yes, I fly from the West Coast and I go every year. And uh, and I can tell you that story. It's fine. But like I was gonna say, was that's something you could have put on the form. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, we won't call it a bury the lead into... moment, but let's go on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I was at this bar, Chuck, Charles Barkley was the uh, famous celebrity picker for college game day. Mm. So on that particular day, he because he has Philadelphia roots, right? Sure. And, and I stopped and the woman I was with at the time, she was like, oh my God, that's Charles Barkley. And I'm like, yes, that's Charles Barkley. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm not going to stand out here in the cold and watch someone on television. I'm going to go inside to Xfinity Live and drink like a normal human being. <laughs> So we pull up this bar that's right inside Xfinity Live. And for those that don't know what Xfinity Live is, it's like built-in tailgating because in Philly, all the sports facilities are right next to each other. Basketball, baseball, mm-hmm. yeah. um, football, and hockey. So they put this huge building that has a bunch of restaurants and bars in it. So we're there. We're posted up uh, talking to other Army-Navy fans. And all of a sudden, Charles Barkley walks in and literally stands right next to us. And he is the nicest man on oh. the planet. The girl that I was with at the time was a Zoni, which is what happens when you are born and raised in Arizona. It says it on your birth certificate. Oh, uh, so okay. they're, they're very rare. I'm learning uh, so, so many honestly, new terms today. This I is know. great. This is great. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she had quite a crush on Charles Barkley as a very young woman. And so she starts seizing up. And uh, I'm like, we can go talk to him. Like, it's Charles Barkley. He's a nice <laughs> he a puts his nice pants man. on one leg this. at a time just like you do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. he doesn't just and, like um, jump right in what he doesn't just like jump right in no he i could. don't think so he could <laughs> but anyway so we started talking we get close enough and like everybody and he takes his picture with everyone so we're like oh we're from we're from arizona as well and and then he said where he lived in arizona which is a very nice part of scottsdale and then i just go in because i had just enough beers at this particular moment to like go in on Will Bond and like where he lives and <laughs> the course that he plays and how Scottsdale, he lives north of North Scottsdale where it's 10 minutes cooler. So yes, and it is great. He's like, I love Will Bond. <laughs> like, he yeah. just, he's so drunk, so drunk and he just leans over to me and goes, I love Will Bond. <laughs> so great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have that picture somewhere. Oh, Excellent. so cool. So, 
So That's cool. amazing. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of Wilbon, sort of, let's connect <laughs> that with Tony now. Your fandom and all that stuff. You said you have a fun story about that. Yeah. So like a lot of people, I started this dalliance with Tony through PTI mm-hmm. and was like, how could I get more of this? And this is when podcasts were kind of coming of age and ESPN 980 was putting his radio show in podcast format. So that's where I jumped on was the ESPN 980 days. And that was in 2009 or 2010. The more interesting part of that is that how can I get more of that happen in that discovery process happened to be coincide with the Tiger Woods coming out of the driveway incident with Ooh, Elon Woods uh, right. supposedly chasing him with a nine iron or however that works uh-huh. and he runs into the tree. Yeah. And then the women start coming out, right? Like we're up to, uh, you know, one affair, two affairs. Uh, meanwhile, there's a whole Arizona angle of this story because supposedly that's, there's rumors that that's one of the places that Tiger Woods went to hide out from the public. I have no idea if that's oh. true, but like, mm. so we're getting two angles of this story. Anyways, so every day Tony would come on five days a week and he would talk about manna from heaven and like this Tiger Woods story just keeps on going and going and the Perkins pancake house. And it was just an incredible engrossing time to jump on because he loved the story. I mean, everybody was kind of fascinated with it, right? It'd be Mm -hmm. Tiger Woods and we watched him in like all of his greatness play golf. And then this, you know, nobody saw this coming, I don't think. And then, it all stems from a really weird domestic, I think you would call it domestic violence issue. And then it just keeps unraveling. And every day there's more and more to the story. And that was where I sort of just, I've been on, I've been hooked ever since. Been with him through that whole process and been to chatter and have my picture with him and things of that nature. Oh, so, cool. yes. I feel like it was the Nancy Kerrigan story too. There was that one. Oh, God, yeah. He always that, talks about yeah, that. It was yeah. like, I don't know. It was just the easiest thing to write about, he would always say. <laughs> Because it was every day. Yeah. Something happening every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So. Something, and I, so I live in, or I live in Oregon, where Tanya Harding was an hour away from us. And Tanya Harding famously was our most famous child at that point. Oh, sure. <laughs> and that's a, and uh, she famously would rent out the mall ice rink because she didn't have the money. I don't know how this works, but supposedly she didn't have the money to rent out like a private ring. Right. Like yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Like, so we were thrusted in the middle of this story and it was every day. Jeff Galuli was the husband. My neighbor's name was David Gilhooly. And it was just, <laughs> and he was an artist and like, just it was everywhere. There's still a restaurant in Portland called Dockside where they found the tire iron that hit Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, it was just we were a part of the story. Wow. We wow. as Oregon, if you will. So it was it was that was a wild time. I remember that time like yeah. yesterday. And I've said it a bazillion times. The, the 30 for 30 on that is fantastic. Incredible. And actually, Mr. Tony's in it, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's a nice tie it yep. together. You know, he, briefly, he's in it, but he yeah. gets interviewed. And I hello. I, Tanya. I love that movie. Now, oh, yeah. I, now I'm yeah, a big, yeah, huge Alice and Janie fan. So, I mean, she was just, and she yeah. won the Oscar. So, I mean, she's, yeah, it was just amazing. Highly recommend that. For what I understand, it's, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, Andy, this is fantastic. Thank you for the stories. Uh, we're almost out of time, but we, as you know, famously, yep. we have to get to some fun, dumb questions. So, here we go. Roxy, Absolutely. what do you got? Okay, tell us three things you remember about kindergarten. <laughs> oh, man. So, I remember that I was one of the only kids that did not cry. That is my, so like all these other kids were crying around me because it was the first time that they'd ever been away from their parents. Yeah. And I remember that I was like, 
Now nah, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> but ironically, uh, full ironically, circle, you're, you're back with your living. Beard. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I just want to make sure. <laughs> no, Trust me. I, I see the irony. <laughs> I definitely. The other thing I was very attracted to my teacher, Miss Shields. Aww. Shout out. Um, so <laughs> definitely had a crush on her. Um, if she listens to this, if she's still alive, please reach out to us. You're yeah. coming on for five mediocre minutes. I'm just saying. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. She is still alive, by the way. Okay. She's still in this town. Oh, um, wow. Excellent. <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing that I remember was walking to school. So my parents used to live right next door to the school and I okay. could walk to school oh. and uh, had my little backpack on with my mom oh. and dad. And they, I had the afternoon shift. I remember it well. Fifth Street, 1530 East 5th Street, McDougal, Oregon, Cook School Elementary. Nice. All right. Excellent. Nice. Now, this one I think we could maybe have some fun with. I don't know. Which TV family is most like your own? Not one of the functional ones. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If my parents ever listen to this, no. Good question. I think that we would be the standards type of family that they could cast. If you threw like a talking dog into it, then it could so you're be saying any family, family on any show. I'm, I, you know, yeah, but like could be anything. As, as you might hear. A dog so you're stewing. Okay, got it. Uh, right. Yeah. No. I mean, I except that my mom. Is not really Lois. That's the part that <laughs> okay. I might get that's, a little. That's the part you're worried about? Okay. No, because I do think there could be a sitcom here. I think people yeah. are, you know, the older child who had to move back home. And I'm trying to think there must be one out there that we're missing. I, I don't. I, that's, don't let Greg Garcia listen to this. <laughs> content. Greg Garcia isn't listening to this. Trust us. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be on the podcast by now. All right. What do you got, Roxy? Okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Mexico City. I have tried to go to Mexico City five times in my life, and through random circumstances, it's always been canceled. Oh. Two times for the pandemic, one time a car accident, uh, one time crazy circumstances that I could never begin to fathom the probabilities on. So wow. Mexico City for sure. I have a deep fascination with it. I've booked hotels. I've booked flights. Always canceled. So, yes, wow. that's All the right. one. Excellent. If you could shoot one condiment out of your finger, what would it be? Cholula hot sauce. Uh, oh, and Roxy's I, on board with you know, that. Yes. Yeah, no. Gene McMahon has famously said that hot sauce is not a condiment. And, like, this is the only thing that I'll ever disagree with Gene McMahon on because <laughs> I I adore her so much. But when she said that, I, I was like, what? It hurt. I thought it hurt. I knew you. I, I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you. I thought we could be friends. I still think we could, to be fair. All right, let's end with some rapid fire real quick. Okay, Coke or Pepsi? Diet Coke. Okay. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth, for sure, 100%. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Does he have any say with that? Well, what are they? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I remember owning a house. Oh, that's Um, right. So, yes, cups up. All right, and Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Always funny. Excellent. Never not funny. Never not funny. All right. Well, Andy, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Is there anything we can plug for you? Maybe we should just post your resume in the show notes. <laughs> if anyone's hiring, get Andy out of the house. Uh, yeah, get Andy out of the house. You can always find me on every single platform, but just Loose Lucich. It's M-O-O-S-E-L-U-C-I-C-H. That's my handle for every single thing, even LinkedIn. So, yes, I'm on I'm on all of those. Okay. I mean, obviously, we have to ask quick. In 30 seconds or less, what's the moose? I was, I was drinking in college, and uh, 
we were playing a game where if you win or if you win the round, you get to make a nickname for everyone. And then everybody has to refer to everyone as their nickname. And I was, I won and I was rapid firing, making up these incredible nicknames. I blacked out. I don't even know what happened. They were so good, so quick. And it was, it happened in this instantaneous moment of creativity. And somebody goes, well, what do we call you? And I look at them dead in the eye and I go, you can call me by the name of my firstborn son, which will be Moose Fitzgerald Lucidge. And everyone's like, what? Where did that come from? You had that ready to go. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it sounds like a cool name. So but I it's also explaining a lot to us right now uh-huh. as to where you are in life <laughs> yep. and why you're still. Okay, got it. It's all... <laughs> Wait, that was the perfect full circle it moment was. to mm-hmm. like wrap up an interview. Yep. It was perfect. Yep. Thank, Thank you, Andy. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Agnostic, adaptable. I think that's you, right? Okay. I like that. Yeah. You're adaptable. No no strong feelings. I mean, some people call that, you know, will bonding the question or just be a man and answer the question. But okay. All right. But if you have no real opinion. That's true. That's a good, that's a good, that's Roxy. Well, I don't know. I think Roxy's a a closeted under and she just doesn't, she's just being nice to me, which is nice. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, Andy, thanks again for coming on to meet the littles. We really appreciate the time. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, I appreciate it very much. All right. All you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Mark Schaefer, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Andy, for coming on to Meet the Littles. I mean, Roxy, what a great sport. So fun. I really busted his balls a lot during that interview, (laughs) and um, he was such a good sport. But it was a, you know, I was actually very excited because I really thought he meant it when he said he wanted to wait to get his Chuck and Roxy number till he wasn't living with his parents. I know, I know. So when he contacted us, I was like, oh, wow. hooray. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, so he was a really good sport. <laughs> so thank you, Andy. Great interview. It really is. And some of those those stories are great, too. Yep. Always, always yep. is. All right, Roxy, let's get to the email. First, we heard from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. He said, there is a pretty strong bond between men working in close quarters when you lobster fish with the same two guys for six months. You start to share way too much with them (laughs) because after a few weeks, you've run out of good stories. (laughs) I'm still good friends with other people that I fished with through the years. P.S. I'm going to try hard to get to the La Cheeserie night at the Syracuse Mets game. Fingers crossed, people. Well, that means he might get to meet mom and dad Roxy. Yeah. Wow, that would be cool. Excellent. Yeah, so that's referring to our last Meet the Littles guest where we were talking about the trip to Alaska. Yes. The bonding trip to Alaska. And um, yeah, it just reminds me of that Billy Crystal movie. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Roxy, what's next? All right, next we heard from Rick Frenzosa. New listener. Episode TBD. I should say new emailer. Yes. He says, number one, it's not guess my line. It's what's my line. Number two. Oh, thank you. In my Massachusetts days, we referred to that mall in Nashua as Peasant Brain Mall. (laughs) To be fair, they referred to those of us who drove north to avoid sales tax as mass holes. Right. Number three, maybe not exactly a DA moment, but in April of 1970, my dad was on the engineering team that built the fuel cells for the Apollo mission. So I have a whole different perspective on Apollo 13. Love the pod. Rick Frenzosa, episode TBD. I share the same ancestral home, San Socio Baronia, as Claire Natola, episode one. Wow. 
Okay. Small world. Yeah. I don't know what that means, really, but what did you say it was? Their hometown? The same ancestral home, San Socio. No, I know, Wait. but what was it? It was the... It just says ancestral home. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. San Socio Baronia. Oh, now she's got it down. Okay. She was struggling a little San bit. San Socio Baronia. Write a song about it. <laughs> All right. Then we got Tim Cree, episode 107. He said, so I'm on my way to work and I pass a restaurant that serves Spanish treats and the business name gives me an idea. Do you think we can get Dan Byrne to do a parody song, Victor Webinana, called Yummy Espanada? Ooh. I think, in tradition of Weird Al, that a food parody is always a good idea, never not funny. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Did I ever finish the movie? I don't think I did now that I'm thinking of it. There was a movie about Weird Al Yankovic, yep. and it was starring, what's his oh, name, Harry Potter. right. Oh, that's right. You didn't? You didn't even see it. You came I in. I came in and saw some of it with you, and I'm like, what are we watching? Oh, but it was really good. Yeah, It yeah, was yeah. really good, and he was fantastic. That's yeah. like the one of the last people I would ever think to portray. Mm-hmm. Dan Radcliffe? Yeah, no. Dan yeah. Radcliffe, thank mm-hmm. you. Weird Al Yankovic. I yeah. mean, he was fantastic, and now that I remember, I think we shut it off because you came home. <laughs> well, we had to watch other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now it, it just reminded me I have to go finish it, I think. Yep. But anyway, all right. That's great. What's next? Yep. Next, we heard from Claire Natola, episode one. I love how Roxy responded with, "Ah, that's so sweet, to Jason Massapus saying that he nearly always has been at the finish line of his wife's races. Let's see. He gets to travel to beautiful parts of the world. He gets to enjoy whatever each destination has to offer while his wife does all the physical and mental exertion. <laughs> and he really just has to show up in one particular spot in an estimated time frame to clap and cheer. Sweet? Maybe. A good gig? You bet. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is kind of... Well, especially because some of the races she ran. Oh, yeah. I mean... He's traveled all over the place because of her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then we heard from a new listener, Glenn Winters. Now, he says he is... I, I do remember him. He is... Apparently, he's been deemed the official opera composer of the TK show. Oh. And he says, hey, guys, I listened to a couple of random episodes, and it sounds fun to come on and chat with you. I might have the same effect on your listeners that Tony claims Hockey Talk has on PTI <laughs> ratings. I doubt that. I doubt that. He sounds like a lot of fun. He's retired, and he has a, a church music job oh. as a retiree. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to make some time to come on the podcast. So that's Can't wait. Welcome, Glenn. This is kind of cool. Well, and of course, I was an opera major in college, so hated it, but that's You'll besides the point. you have lots to talk about. I didn't tell him that. I just said, <laughs> yeah, I was an opera major <laughs> well, in college. Well, you just did now. <laughs> I know, but, you know, whatever. Okay. All right, and then Roxy, sometimes you get these emails, and TK gets them, mm-hmm. and he says, that's going on the top of the pile. Yeah. That would be one of these. Okay. Another new listener which we're very excited about. And this is a long one, but it's totally worth it. Okay. It says, Chuck and Roxy, cheers, and a hearty lachiserie to you. I am really enjoying the podcast. I followed your account on Twitter for a while and heard all the big show references to your pod, but somehow I never dove in until recently. Just yesterday, flying back from New Mexico to Chicago, I listened to episode 210, Fine Sand, and episode 200, Rick Devins. Great stuff. I will be digging into the archive more while also trying to catch up on the new episodes. Well done. You have a new fan. Should we just stop there? That's great. I feel like we need to. That's exciting. Okay. He then said, uh, Dean and Damascus will be thrilled about this. He then says, I visited the website this morning and noticed the quote, we'd love to hear from you options. Figured I would just send an email over to thank you for the entertainment. Introduce myself and throw my hat in the ring to be interviewed. Hope that is okay versus filling out the form. He says, here we go. Now, I love when they do this. It's almost like filling out the form ahead of time. Right, right. He says, long time little dating back to discovering the radio show on ESPN in 2003 while working an internship in Hilton Head, South Carolina. 
It became daily listening, and I even bought an XM radio in 05 to make sure I could listen when ESPN played local shows in South Carolina. I've been a frequent emailer to the Big Show and Pod with four on-air reads to my credit, which I hold over my uncle and two work friends who are also loyal littles. Most recently, Uncle Tony, Michael, and Nigel have shown some love for my emails linked to the Big Nose Kate whiskey bottles I sent them to try as a thank you for the hours of entertainment they provide all of us. Three reasons why to consider me for an interview. I think I've already sold, but okay, we're going to read these. One, I am the founder of two emerging and fast-growing alcohol brands, Big Nose Kate Whiskey and Dottie Mae's Oatmeal Cream Liqueur. That sounds really good. After a corporate career at Coca-Cola, Jim Bean, and Suntory, I went out on my own in 2020, and your listeners might enjoy hearing about launching new brands in the alcohol and non-alcoholic business. Oh. Two, I would kill for a chance to discuss a few of my favorite TK show unanswered questions with you. (laughs) Some examples. Where did Ted's pants go? What happened to the pair of Ted Leonis' pants that were sent to TK while at Chatter? Where does the monkey go when it isn't football season? (laughs) Will Tony ever leave the house again to do the pod or PTI? Will Carol ever appear on the show? Then he goes, number three, as an entrepreneur and creator of new products, I'd love to ask your listeners which brand we should develop a concept for to be pitched to Tony. A, Mr. Tony's Largo Curd Cottage Cheese. B, Big and Little's Coffee Ice Cream. C, The Flying Shirt, a weighted flannel shirt to decrease anxiety while flying. Or D, and this is my favorite, Collab With Me Undies. Two pairs to choose from with either, quote, Loyal Little or, quote, The Big Show printed on the front. Now that, you need to run with that. Okay, that, that. Ding, ding, ding. That's it. That's That's the one. That's That's the list. That's 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 it. it. I mean, I... Absolutely. First of all, okay, side note. Patrick Smith randomly sent me (laughs) a pair, a couple pairs of MeUndies at one point. Uh Uh-huh. Roxy felt them, and she's like, I'm wearing these. Like, I want to sleep with them. Yeah, they're, they're so soft. They are really comfy. Like, I, I, Littles, MeUndies does not support the podcast, unfortunately, <laughs> but we have to give credit where credit's due. They are fantastic. They and we're going to look so into, I guess you have to cozy. buy a membership or something. So we're going to look into that. Oh, because, for sure. Yeah. But if they said Loyal Little on the front <laughs> or, or the big show. The big show. <laughs> I don't know, that's, that's brilliant that's right all right then he goes let me know if you would like to hear more about my story and discuss the crazy topics i suggested above we will absolutely be getting in touch absolutely uh, and as if that wasn't enough here's the best part and this is why tony would say that's going to the top of the email pile it says whether i make the cut for an interview or not please send me a mailing address for the show I'd love to send you a few bottles of our Big Nose Kate whiskey and Dottie Mae oat milk liqueur as a gift for you to try. That is so nice. If you like them and are up for it, maybe we could talk about a giveaway for your listeners or even a code to share. Hear that? Littles, we're all winning. We're all winning on this one. All winning. We would love that. And then he signs it. Cheers, KB in Chicago. Okay, well, KB, you're definitely coming on to talk to us. Yeah, and then maybe we'll, you know. I saw his full name, but we're just going to say KB in Chicago Mm -hmm. because that's how he signed the email. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Littles, don't be jealous. Hopefully we'll get a code so you can all enjoy it. We can yeah. all enjoy it. And we'll use the code too. That'd be for great. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, KB, for that. Unfortunately, Roxy, that's all the time we have. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Andy Lusich, for once again coming on to meet the Littles. And again, for taking all my crap. Yes. I really appreciate it. 
Good time was had by all here at the Loyal Littles Podcast. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Everything. Twitter, Instagram. But remember then to click on those and go over there and give us and a nice follow. follow. Yeah. And as always, if you listen on iTunes and Apple Music, please, please, please go over and give us a nice rate and review. Mm-hmm. It does help. It really does. I'm learning more about that. Yeah. How it's helping. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was really excited about, Roxy, was the other day it was someone wanted to know about the podcast. So I said, well click the podcast on your phone and they started typing in the lawyer and they got to like L O Y and our podcast came up. Yeah. That's what it is. The more rates we get, the more, the what, more on top, the quicker it'll, be, it'll be stacked on top. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So it does help. So mm-hmm. that was really exciting to it'll see go that. to the top of the pile. It used to have to get to like loyal littles, littles pod pop. and then it would pop up. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. That was, that was, the loy. yeah, that was it. And it came up. So great. So, <laughs> All right, and as always, if you need a grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com. That's important because it is softball season. Heck yeah. So I'm starting to walk around the fields handing out mm-hmm. flyers for that. And yep. Got to regrip those baseball Sticks. bats. Well, okay, Roxy. Just, and, uh, that's what it's called. But if you want to get a book about regripping your baseball bats, I'm <laughs> sure you could find it where? Aaron'sbooks.com. But the most important part is don't forget to use the code. And make sure you put it in the comment section yes. on Aaron's Books. And it's LLPod. That's the code. LL Pod. Use it. Bye. What a bummer.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He's a professional. Oh, yeah.